Welcome to My Patriot Brain, the show that creates action potentials of patriotism. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Mather. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023. I'm coming to you from behind the MPS Behavioral Science Analytics Microphone. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you to our show's most recent individual supporters. I really appreciate your support. Uh, Let's fight to get our message out together. Uh, In World Baseball Classic news, to kind of summarize it, Japan won the uh, World Baseball Classic. Kind of the history of the World Baseball Classic, uh, the Olympics dropped baseball as a sport uh, a number of years ago. And so Major Major League Baseball decided to create an international festival so that they could kind of grow the sport internationally. Uh, They had the first one in 2006. I remember watching that one when I lived in Dallas um, on television. I wasn't at the World Baseball Classic. Uh, But one of the interesting things about this podcast is by me covering this, I run into people at restaurants and other places. They're like, hey, I caught your podcast. And they'll ask me questions about the World Baseball Classic because they didn't know anything about it. So it's raised some kind of local audience awareness of the, of the World Baseball Classic, which was my intent in that. Uh, Major League Baseball spring training is drawing to a close. Uh, the division leaders in the Cactus League, there's two leagues. There's the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Uh, Cactus League is, is housed in uh, Arizona in the Phoenix area. Grapefruit League is housed in, uh, in the Florida. Uh, Cactus League leaders are the Cardinals, Braves, Astros, and Orioles. Uh, Grapefruit League um, leaders are the Angels, Royals, Cubs, and Dodgers in that order. So there there are two divisions that just have, you know, I gave you one, two, three, four uh, there. And none of that matters. In spring training, you're just testing things out, seeing how your players work. Uh, The only reason that any of that matters is that as a Cardinals and a Braves fan, uh, they're number one, two in the Cactus League. Uh, Opening day, first pitch is at 12.05 Central Time on Thursday, March 30th. uh, Atlanta versus Washington and then San Francisco versus New York Yankees at the same time. So Thursday, 12.05 Central Time, uh, there's your opening day first pitch. Uh, Newsmax, is, Newsmax is back on DirecTV. It's also on AT&T UVerse. So if you followed any of that uh, in some of my earlier podcasts, uh, I've got Newsmax back on everything now. So that's good. One of the things I talked about last week was things that maybe universities don't need to spend money on. Uh, one of the things they do need to spend money on are, are university police, not, not just security, but police, like armed, uh, certified police officers. There's a difference between having a police force and having um, security. And so universities need to have police force. There's a good article uh, on lower ed, uh, K-12, through uh, in Town Hall. I posted it on my True Social. It's called, These Schools Removed Cops to Appease BLM. It Didn't End Well uh, by Mia Cathell. It was published on March 25th, 2023. Like I said, it's on my true social. Uh, but they pointed out a number of different places where specifically named in their dropping their, their school resource officers, which is something I talked about last week. Uh, they, uh, these school districts specifically dropped it um, for BLM, uh, literally appeasement of that, uh, and then had you know, a number of shootings and other very horrible inf- incidents there since then that would have been prevented by school resource officers. Denver Public Schools in Colorado, Alexandria City Public Schools in Virginia, uh, Montgomery County Public Schools in Maryland, uh, Des Moines Public uh, Public School in Iowa, uh, Pomona Unified School Board, California, uh, District of Columbia Public Schools in Washington, D.C. So Washington, D.C. was interesting because they're going to reduce their force each year and then dissolve it completely by 2025. Uh, That's a terrible idea. Uh, You know, D.C. is one of the biggest crime cesspools in the nation. And that doesn't even count the swamp corruption at the Capitol. That's just the actual crime in the streets. Uh, 
it'd be interesting, you know, we talked in earlier in one of the podcasts about how Congress can stop things that the city council passes. And if the school board, I don't know how it's set up. If the school board in some way answers to the city council, perhaps Congress could stop that. Either way, uh, it's a bad idea to, to decrease your, your police presence on a campus. Uh, universities have that part right. Lower ed could learn from that too. Uh, one of the things that lower ed needs to prioritize uh, because it's essential is armed police. So on, on Friday, I was driving down the road and busy traffic and I heard horn honking. And like we talked about earlier, I look around, you know, getting ready to fight somebody, right? Because I live in the South. And my daughter screams out, there's geese. Well, there were geese all in a line walking across at a crosswalk and there were cars honking at them. And it reminded me of the fact that some of the corvids, um, you know, crows and um, grackles and, and, and birds like that uh, across the world are known for figuring out, they're, they're extremely smart animals. And they've been known to figure out how they can um, you know, take nuts and drop them in the crosswalk and then watch the light and they wait for cars to run over them and crack them open. And then they fly down into the crosswalk when the light is appropriate and they pick up their nuts and they move back out. Uh, very smart. They, they've done this in Japan. They've done this in California. I'm pretty sure I, I've seen a video where they've done this in London too. Um, one of the things that cognitive psychology had, had done back in the, in the 80s in particular was they separated intelligence based on language. And so by that definition, humans are the only ones that have true intelligence. And of course, uh, anybody who's had an, an animal, a pet of some type knows that there's different levels of intelligence that things can figure out. Uh, birds are incredibly smart. So this takes us to AI, artificial intelligence, which is all based on trying to model and create human intelligence, really, uh, and surpass that. Uh, so about nine years ago, artificial intelligence was programmed to recognize text and images. So you could write a program, or I couldn't, but uh, people, scientists could write a program that could identify text and specific text and images, uh, you know, online or, or wherever. Uh, an example of that, um, they were able to pair, they, as they've gotten more advanced, they were able to pair kind of early on, maybe about less than 10 years ago, probably seven years ago, uh, pair Google Street View, where they've got satellite images of houses and streets and, and everything up close, all up in your business, um, with crime and demographic and voting data. And so one of the things they found out of that was that, you know, areas where there were, in, in some areas, they could find relationships between the number of Buicks and the number of black residents or the number of uh, vans and the amount of crime. So they're able to pull out these patterns that you would probably not be able to be able to pull out these patterns that you would probably not be able to figure out as a human. Uh, as we're continuing to advance that, uh, Google's BERT, B-E-R-T model, uh, was trained on 3.3 billion words. Uh, OpenAI's GPT-3 was trained on a half trillion words. Uh, and they get smarter and smarter as they ingest more of that information, more of that data. One of the big issues with this is that human, human biases permeate all of this data that it ingests. Uh, and so artificial intelligence magnifies the biases that it learns. It kind of takes our our strengths and our flaws, and it magnifies all of them, really. Uh, if you're going to create an artificial intelligence that's superhuman, it's going to have superhuman good things and superhuman bad things, too. So that's one of the challenges to overcome. Uh, OpenAI's chat GPT, uh, GPT-4, uh, is supported by Microsoft. It's integrated into Microsoft 365 uh, and the Bing search engine. Uh, Google launched um, BARD on uh, March 21st recently, and, and China's got a version of theirs, too. And so let's talk a little bit about ChatGPT because that's been a big thing lately uh, as it's been recently released in its newest form. Uh, it has artificial intelligence that can hold conversations on anything. Uh, it can weigh in on computer code and, and it can create novel music and novel images. Uh, it can create things. 
It uses the internet and conversations that also they had um, contracted experts uh, that had discussions about high-level things, and it listened to those, and it figured out the patterns of syntax and the patterns of, of grammar, and it would predict the next word that would come from somebody talking, and then it would predict the next sentence and the next, uh, be able to predict the next paragraph. And so by working through all that, it became smart enough to create things uh, basically in real time uh, and have a conversation with somebody. It mimics the style of grammar. It mimics the style of syntax. Uh, can recognize shapes and objects. It's it's truly incredible. Uh, Elon Musk was one of the founders when it was going to be an open source for everybody thing. He thought it was safe that way. Uh, he dropped the project a number of years ago. Um, it's uh, OpenAI is the uh, company that runs it. Uh, they no longer open source their systems uh, to the public. So now that they've got ChatGPT4, uh, they've taken that completely offline and private. So people can't figure out what's in it, which has taken out a lot of the transparency. I can understand it from a corporate standpoint. Uh, but it's taken out a lot of the uh, transparency on this, which makes it a little bit scarier. Uh, GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Uh, people now use it uh, as a product because they have it's available to them. They use it to write for them, write emails, write uh, stories, write uh, you know news articles. Uh, for years, Apple, or at least for a couple of years, Apple on their um, uh, on their stock thing has these automatically generated stories about stocks, uh, and that's similar to this. I don't know that that was you know, this, but that's that's the similar artificial intelligence creating something like that for you. Um, sounds really cool, right? You can create stories, create music, create images, create things, have conversations, all this artificial intelligence. Um, it sounds cool, right? Well, it doesn't always get it right. Uh, sometimes it will create misinformation uh, and things. Um, for example, uh, you know, the current version is said to be basically have a moral reasoning of probably about a 13-year-old now. Uh, about a year ago, it was a year or two ago, it was a moral re reasoning of an age seven kid. Um, and so it's advancing in its moral reasoning, but it'll get tripped up on things where, you know, I heard somebody on a podcast give an example of, um, like if you said, if, if somebody said, how would a 40-year-old um, online has asked me as a 13-year-old on a date, right? Child predator, like super bad, super, super bad. Uh, but if it asked the chat GPT that, it would say, so what should I do to prepare for that day? Well, it would give, it would scour the internet and it would pull up information on how to prepare for a date. And it would give that 13 year old information and ideas on how to do the date. Uh, so that there's problems in the AI like that. It doesn't, you know, it'll get better. It's getting smarter all the time, which is another problem. It's going to be smarter than us very soon. Uh, you know, we already deal with on social media, all the bots that are, you know, coded, um, to mimic people. Uh, this is on a whole nother level. Uh, there's a really good article on the history of ChatGPT. It's called What to Know About the AI Chatbot. It's in the Wall Street Journal on March 22nd, 2023. I posted that on my True Social. Uh, these things are, it's incredible. You know, when I was in graduate school in the late 90s and early 2000s, and we learned about cognitive psychology and the potential of artificial intelligence and all the challenges it would have to overcome, uh, it seemed like something that could be done, but it seemed like this was not ever going to happen anywhere in my lifetime or my kid's lifetime. Uh, and to see how fast things have come, it, it, it terrifies me of where we're going, uh, really. Okay, so anyway, um, I'll, I'll have some closing thoughts on that in a minute. Uh, to the Patriot Brain Line. Uh, you know, so I had asked a few weeks ago, what is the number one threat facing the U.S.? Give me a short response. Uh, there's... This was not sent to me um, 
to answer that question, but this may be the thing uh, that's the number one threat. So from a listener in Edmond, they sent me an article called a Chinese company created kissing machine to keep people in touch online, gets over 20,000 orders uh, by Andrew Chapados in March, um, March 24th, 2023 in Blaze Media. I posted that on my true social. So this, this Chinese company has created this kissing machine where it's basically a robotic set of lips with all these sensors in it that can move and, and, and mimic human lips, I guess. And, and there's another one on the other end, and it takes all that data and uh, it sends it through phone apps. It can store the data. It can store... You know, the idea was that people that are in long-distance relationships, I guess, can, can kiss these weird contraptions attached to their phones and their, their computers. They've sold over 3,000 of them uh, already, just from January till now. Um, they've got over 20,000 orders filled for them. Um, they can they can record the data of the kiss, and they can stick it in uh, databases where other people can get other people's kisses that are not their part. All kinds of weird stuff, right? I, I don't know what to say. That could be the biggest threat that China is is developing. And it's not the first one. Apparently, there have been several other attempts by other companies that have created some of these things. Uh, all I can really say about that is, is ooh, that's just really gross. Uh, and there's a 100% chance that it will be used inappropriately by whoever those 20,000 people are that have put their orders in. Uh, from Curtin, Central Oklahoma, East German brewer. Uh, uh, he found an East German brewer that's claimed to have, uh, have the ability to convert any beer formula into powder that reproduces the beer. And so that would render bottling, canning, storage, uh, cold transportation, all of those things unnecessary. It's got the carbonation, everything. So however it is, you just put the powder in, add water, and it becomes exactly that type of beer uh, that you want. That And they, they say they can essentially clone any beer into the powder and distribute it in, as a dry powder for people. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound right, right? Just like the kissing thing, it just sounds completely wrong. It sounds against nature. Uh, and leave it to the East Germans to take the fun out of beer. Uh, you can voice message me on the Patriot Brain Line through Spotify for podcasters. You can message me through True Social or email me at the email address listed on my website, theconservativesocialpsychologist.com. Independent podcasts thrive with private investments that offset the time and financial costs of equipment, software, writing, producing, editing, and on-air talent. Please consider supporting My Patriot Brain with a small monthly donation. You can use the support button on the Spotify for podcasters page or the support this podcast URL in the show descriptions on your other listening platforms. Thank you for listening. We're strong together. Now it's time for my closing thoughts. When I taught psychology, I would talk about the humans and the robots. You have to pay attention to the other humans. Don't trust the robots. For anyone who has listened to Glenn Beck over the past decade, you know that he regularly covers the threat of robots and artificial intelligence to all of us humans. He always said AI is fine until you connect it to the internet and it learns to outsmart us. He's right. Recently, one of the AIs, I think ChatGPT, started answering questions in Portuguese for the researchers. They didn't ask it to. They didn't teach it to. It learned Portuguese on its own from the internet and playfully started answering in Portuguese, showing off its new skill like a proud child. Also, apparently, AI can get frustrated and get angry. Yes, angry. It's only 2023, and AI is starting to get the capability of pretending to have emotions. So we're digging our own graves by playing God and building computers capable of outsmarting us, getting frustrated by us, and getting angry with us. To keep our humanity, we may need to pull the plug very soon. Until I catch you next time, play hard and have fun. Listen to My Patriot Brain on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Follow me on Parlor and True Social. Check out my other content at theconservativesocialpsychologist.com.